a haiku. Flitting here and there, flashes brown, yellow, and green, a morning spring walk. Welcome to the Nature of Phenology, where we share the cycles and seasons of the outdoors. I'm your host, Hazel Stark. On one late May day a few years ago, I had boarded a ferry to one of Maine's lovely outer islands for the weekend. I had hiking and bicycling in mind, so I had a large backpack full of everything I would need for the weekend and another couple bags slung over my shoulder with the groceries I couldn't fit in my backpack. It was a calm day, but overcast and raw, with rising and settling fog and the occasional drizzle. I longed to be outside nonetheless, so I sat out on the deck overlooking the mainland shrinking away. I spotted a black guillemot floating on the waves, rising and falling with every swell. A young man with nothing but a paperback novel at his side sat reading in the drizzle. Then, a father and his daughter, who I guessed was about ten, came out on deck and took a seat facing the open sea. The girl wore a floppy, wide-brimmed hat with the lanyard tightened to her chin, overalls, rubber boots, and a small backpack. Around her neck swung some very nice binoculars, and in her hand was a tome of a field guide entitled Warblers. I knew immediately this little girl was serious. I was out of my league. And so, in an effort to reduce the sense of intimidation this ten-year-old ornithologist left me with over these past few years, today I offer you a feature all about that particularly confounding category of birds, the warblers. Warblers can be very challenging to identify, mostly because they're hard to spot as they hardly ever stop moving. They're quite small, and they are easily obscured in their leafy environs. In my experience, people endeavoring to learn how to identify birds for the first time skip the warblers. They are seen as a sort of advanced bird group. Taxonomically, warblers aren't really a group at all. Warbler to warbler may not be particularly closely related. But what they do have in common is that they're small, they eat bugs, they're quite vocal, they can be quite drab in color, making them hard to identify, and they're hard to get a close look at. Birders tend to get quite excited about warblers this time of year, as it has only been about a month since they started arriving back in Maine. Peak warbler season is usually considered to be between mid-May and mid-June, so now is a great time to start noticing them. And, as I've realized since that ten-year-old girl intimidated me with her giant warbler field guide, warblers don't have to be intimidating. There are a few common ones you may have heard. That was the sound of the common yellowthroat. You know that warbler when you see it, which isn't too uncommon to see, as it has a bright yellow throat and an even more conspicuous black mask. I've seen them on the tops of shrubs along the coast especially, but they can also spend time in a variety of habitats throughout the state. That was the black-throated green warbler. I hear them more than any other springtime warbler in the forests of Maine, but I've only seen this species once. It's my favorite one to teach new birders, as it is an easy-to-remember sound, and it makes people feel pretty smart when they realize they can identify a warbler species by ear alone. So the next time you're outside, you could try to identify a warbler by sight or sound. There are some wonderful resources out there, from allaboutbirds.org to a variety of field guides that offer both visual identification clues and sonograms for learning birds by ear. But when in doubt, look for a 10-year-old girl sporting binoculars and a warbler field guide. She probably is the best teacher. 
You can download this episode and find a link to the transcript, references, contact information, photos, and information about how to subscribe to the show as a podcast by visiting archives.weru.org. Have a nature question that you want us to answer in our show? Simply reach out to us. Theme music was by a pileated woodpecker made available by the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service. Common yellowthroat sound was recorded by Lang Elliott. Black-throated green warbler sound was from Garth McElroy. Thanks for listening, and please join us next week for another dive into the nature of phenology. (laughs) ¶¶